The transition from professional athlete to the next phase of your life is an interesting one. I can agree to that one. And one that takes everybody that goes through it on a unique journey, finding something that you're passionate about that also scratches the itch left by pro sport isn't necessarily straightforward, but when it works, it works. In recent times, there's been too many more high-profile athletes after sport that of former all-white Tim Brown. You may have heard of a humble, ultra-sustainable shoe company called Allbirds. Well, Tim is the co-founder and co-CEO of the company, which last year, when publicly listed, was valued at more than five billion big ones. So from captaining his country's football side to captaining a global business at the cutting edge of technology, sustainability and fashion, it's been some journey for the good Kiwi, Tim Brown, and he's been good enough to give us some time this morning. How are you doing, Tim? Good, man. I'm better for that introduction. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, Tim, can you can you believe how it's all panned out? You know, we're always told to dream big and to aspire to our goals. But as a Kiwi lad who ran around in the backyard, did you ever think, you know, that you'd have this much impact on a couple of ideas and industries? Oh, yeah, it's a really interesting question. And, and the short answer is sort of no, you know, no. no. Um, I mean, this started as a, as a, as a, uh, a curiosity idea when, uh, uh, born from my apartment in Cuba Street in Wellington when I was playing for the Phoenix a number of years ago. So I'd be lying, uh, you know, if, if, if I said I imagined all of this. But that being said, you know, when I started it uh, and as I, I worked on this for a number of years and imagined a shoe made of wool and, you know, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. You, you gain a confidence and, and ambition and, and those, those dreams kind of come along, along the way and you start to ask questions like kind of why not and no one else is really doing it well. So, uh, and, and, and so I, I'd be lying if I didn't, didn't have ambition too from the beginning of when, when I started it as well. And maybe uh, both of those two things can coexist. Yeah, you're dead right, isn't it? Like the ambition is massive, you know, as a pro footballer. Um, did you actually know that there was more after football Oh yeah, I, I actually yeah, I almost think the other way around. Like I, so I went to university in America on a soccer scholarship when I was eighteen. I, I left home and and um, and and really kind of fell in love with design and what I was studying. And the sport was sort of something that was sort of around something that I'd done um, that I that I loved, but was 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 always trying to have to work really really hard to make make that happen. Um, so in many ways, it was the, the football was a little bit accidental, and I always wanted to kind of come back to the design and. The, the sport obviously ended up going on for about a decade and then we had a great run with the All-Whites and the World Cup and uh, and then walked away and, and came back to something that I, I kind of always knew I was going to do. So I was quite lucky in that regard. Like I'd find I'd found design um, and, and, you know, quite early on is sort of something that I felt like I really wanted to work on. Mm. And, and talking about those football experiences, especially the adversity, do you call on, you know, like um, experience – Especially in the adverse uh, situations when you when you're running your business and you get into those tough times. Oh, 100 percent. You know, as um, as my co-founder likes to to point out to me, though, I've got no choice because I've never had any other job. So um, <laughs> I have to take this, I have to take the lessons from sport. You know, but look, I mean, uh, I don't need to tell anyone on this call that um, you know the pressure that you deal with and the the need to perform, what it takes to be part of a team, resilience, all that stuff's a little bit obvious. What's a little bit less obvious, I think, that you learn as an athlete is that um, you come into work every day, uh, you can't usually see the improvement, but you're getting a little bit better and a little bit better. And if you stick with something for long enough, 
you know, lo and behold, you get good at it. And I think um, in business, that's a, it's a less common thing. I think people are looking for easy answers and quick wins. And I think as an athlete, you learn, you've got to put the work in, you know, you, you show up every day, you can't see it. And, you know, you might lose a couple of games, but the best teams win the season, you know, and the best careers are made with an accumulation of a lot of effort over a long period of time. And so that that focus, that's probably the biggest thing I've taken from my sporting staff is you've got to trust that process, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm just thinking of some situations that you possibly find yourself in, you know, like... Yeah, you score that fantastic goal. Was it two thousand and you went the the World Cup in two thousand and ten? Score that fantastic goal for the Phoenix. It gets played, you know, over and over again. Do you find yourself thinking about those moments where you're sitting down putting the these big business strategies and ideas together? Does your mind wander between the two that often? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's good that you and my dad are the only uh, two people that remember that goal. So I appreciate that. Um, that's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, I mean, it's funny, you know. I when I think about that, I think about the fact that that was probably like the result of coming into the Phoenix, not being able to make it in the A League, trying to prove myself, showing up, getting in the team, working, working really, really hard along the way, finding my own confidence and my my own sort of sense of of how I can contribute, and then having a moment like that is really like the end of it. And and so you remember those bits, but you know it's it's, it's the, those are the easy bits. The the good bits are the you know are the are the, are the, are the relationships and the, and the and those teams and the, and those hard bits that you do when no one else is looking. Mm. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of that that I've taken from 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 you know into the business world and and also think the other thing too, you know in sport you learn to be pretty honest about what you're good at and what you're not, and you don't try and do everything. Yeah, you like you try and make yourself indispensable to a team and you play a, a very specific role within it and. There was there was one or two things that I tried to do really well in football and and similarly in business try to do one or two things really really well and then and then put the other people around you so I mean those are the big things uh, you know I think and and then maybe like the last the last thing like Tony is you get a lot of feedback and 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 um and and particularly in business and, and particularly in the early stages of trying to create a shoe out of wool like mate people will come out of the woodwork trying to <laughs> trying to find me to tell me how bad the idea was and uh, I think that ability to kind of listen to the feedback, but also kind of ignore it as well and do do what you want to do because you want to do it uh, is sort of, there's a certain sort of um, toughness that I think you, you know, that sport teaches you to kind of keep going. Um, so it will have been really helpful. Yeah, build, building resilience, eh, Tim? That's basically what you're talking about when you, when you're growing up as an athlete, you go through those good times and those bad times, man, they make you, they make you a, a lot better character later on. Um, just Jeff, just got sticking with the football here for a sec, second, you know, you've been a big part of the Phoenix, um, been to the World Cup. Are you frustrated at the moment that the, the game in this country hasn't kicked on and that we can't consistently be at the World Cup? Oh, yeah, I mean, pretty close. I mean, you know, when we went in uh, 2010, you know, it'd been 28 years since we've been and and now, you know, partly favourably by the, the draw, but also just by kind of... Uh, uh, you know, the rise in young talent, more Kiwis than ever playing overseas. You've got people performing in the Premier League week on week. You know, would it, could it be better? Would Would you love to be there? Um, there's a there's a hell of a lot of nations around the world that are not at the World Cup. I think Italy. Um, and I don't actually like to think the game's come a hell of a long way. And I don't know if you watched that game against Costa Rica, but my God, they were, they were like infinitely, you know, better than we were technically and mm. as a team and, you know, so I don't know, man. I, I tend to be much more on the on the sense that the games come a long way, and you know, um, you do you wish there was a there was an A League team in Auckland and one in Wellington and maybe one in Christchurch and 
the game was a little bit more in the in the in the consciousness on a day to day basis. Yeah, I think so, but it's all coming. It's all coming, man. It's all coming. I I actually feel quite positive about it. Yeah, look, we're watching the watching the the round ball, the soccer ball being kicked around at schools and that, and how our girls are now got a professional game. It's it's awesome to watch. Um, but let's talk let's talk a little bit about all birds. I talk, I talked to my partner this morning. I said, man, you wouldn't believe it. We've got Tim Brown talking to us today on more than an athlete, which is a segment that we run here at SCNZ. Um, and just about this environmental uh, emphasis you have on your company, it's pretty inspiring. But did people or critics ever try to use that against you and and why this uh, couldn't work? Oh, you know, it's a interesting question. Yeah, I, I mean, the way I sort of think about it is is a little different, um, is that it's it's actually sort of the armour for, for the criticism. And, um, you know, when I was playing sport, I, and I, Izzy, I don't know, I mean, I'm not doing the interview, but I'm sure, I don't know. You know, you'd have your own opinion on this, but I started playing professional sport, and it was a dream in a lot of ways as a kid, particularly. And then I, I found myself living it, and, and and it probably maybe didn't mean as much as I thought it might. And um, it actually became a job like anything else. And then you start thinking, well, you know, do I love this, or am, or am I just doing a job like anyone else? And and that's hard to sort of explain to people that don't do it because you know everyone would sort of say you're privileged and you are. But then I, I kind of worked out along the way that playing for New Zealand was sort of something that was like transformative, and it was. It was bigger than me and bigger than just the game and the result. And it really was like unlocked a whole new level of commitment and engagement for me. And mm. similarly, um, we started All Birds and I was making a shoe out of wool uh, and I couldn't quite work out why. I mean, I obviously was curious about it and I saw the opportunity, but I didn't grow up on a sheep farm. I didn't grow up dreaming about shoes. And then along the way, I, I met my co-founder and realized that, you know, that there was an incredible problem to solve in climate change and sustainability. And uh, it was the problem of our generation in many ways that we were going to need to rethink every product and service we use every day. And I was like, oh, you know, shit, like that, that's a that's something that you could dive into and spend the rest of your life working on. And and actually that was the that was the shield for for all the criticism and all the naysayers and all, you know, to actually go, oh, I'm doing this for a larger reason. And then that's going to push me and power me forward. So it's a little cliche to talk about purpose in the context of what you're doing on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis, but in both those contexts uncovering that purpose has been the thing that's allowed me to push through when when people have come out of the, the woodwork to sort of criticise it. Well, so so good to hear, Tim. So good to hear. Your IPO, though, which was pretty outrageous, happened just over a year ago. Um, where does that, you know, as far as your business goes, sit currently from a financial point of view? Because naturally, we've known that COVID has put a squeeze on everything. How are you sitting? Are you, are you comfortable with where your business is at the moment? Uh, well, you know, I would sort of say there's a lot of, um, you know, doubt uh, about us as a, as a public company right now. You know, we went out a year ago. Um, let's be clear. It's not just us. The world has gone through <laughs> in the last 12 months, a lot of change. We're on the cusp of, uh, you know, a lot of economic challenge. So this is not unique to all birds, but um, the challenge uh, for the recent cohort of IPOs is real. And, um, you know, I, 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 we believe we're six years into a journey to build a hundred year brand. So this is, this is just the beginning. Uh, and, but we've got to prove that, that our purpose and, and profit can coexist and we can build a great business and brand. And, uh, you know, you dream about playing on the biggest stage, playing in the premier league. Um, and then you're there and then, and then it gets a little harder and then you've got to prove yourself. And so we've got, we've got lots of work to do and we've got, you know, a thousand employees now, 50 retail stores, offices around the world. And, um, just, just a lot of things we've got to keep doing, and a lot of things we've got to prove. So, yeah, it's just, it's just part of it. You know, like it's like anything else. The share price is is sort of just one one part of it, and the fullness of time 
um, it will reward great businesses. And, and that's what, what I believe we can be. And we'll just keep kind of working towards that. Making making an impact, definitely. Um, well done. It's, it's inspiring talking to you. And one of the things that is really inspiring is how you've been able to intertwine some New Zealand materials out of our farming sector into what you're doing um, with all birds. You must be pretty pleased about that. Yeah, it's one of the, it was one of the great bits, you know, like... Um, for 50 years, we've been innovating in synthetic materials derived from barrels of oil, petroleum, plastic, effectively. And mm. it, uh, uh, we've, we've sort of put nature on the shelf. Uh, no one in a generation has been really grown up. No young Kiwis growing up wanting to be a, a farmer. Uh, you know, peak sheep in New Zealand was the early 80s and now, you know, close to 100 million. Now, what is it? Less than 25. Um, but lo and behold, uh, you, you know, things are changing and uh, the environmental sector agriculture has been held up maybe as an enemy of the environment for a long time but through a lot of the things we're learning about regenerative agriculture and different ways of farming they're one of the single biggest levers that we can pull to reverse the impact of climate change and we've been mm. working with our partners at New Zealand Merino on some really interesting stuff there and it's extraordinary and that farming community has been through so much and all of a sudden now they are the future when for so you know for for quite a while now they've been the past and that's incredibly exciting oh. and uh that fiber and the stuff they're doing and it's it's incredibly incredibly exciting so i that there's not it's been it's been a while since there's been good news in that sector but let me tell you that is changing if you're not listening then yeah i suppose you better hurry up and open up your mindset here on what tim's saying um look not to oversimplify uh, things, Tim, but how much hard work has it been from start to now and can anything replicate just good old fashioned hard work? Oh yeah, that's a part of it. But you don't you don't you don't win the game uh on the weekend just because you worked harder. Like that's a part of it, you know, and um it's about it's about a couple of things. It's it's like about about doing the right things. It's about being incredibly focused uh and pairing that like day-to-day work that you're doing if I use a sporting metaphor at training with a larger vision of where you want to go. And then to do that in a, in a way that is like anchored in values and a sense of purpose, you know, like that it's larger than just the results. And so, look, I mean, I, I feel a little embarrassed to be talking about this in the context of like, you know, the, the all blacks and, and, and different things here, but like there is no greater example in the world than, than that in action. Right. And then the results become, become a, an output of, 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 of really, really thoughtful inputs. Um, and so, yeah, you want to work hard, but, that, that's that's not a means into it in and of itself. It's the question is like how you're doing that in what way and 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 uh, and focused on on and on what outcomes. Yeah, love it, absolutely love it, Tim. I just want to uh, being sent a question here from a good mate because he wants to know when you're back in New Zealand next, so we can go out and have a beer with you and pick your brain on what the next big merino allbird, uh, um, I guess, uh, invention is going to be, so we can get ourselves our hands on it. When you're coming home. Yeah. Well, I'm coming home for Christmas, uh, bringing home the kids, which I cannot wait for next week, and um, back with the family in in, uh, in Wellington, and uh, we're going to go to the go to the beach, and uh, I just can't wait. Bring the kids back; um, it'll be good. And uh, yeah, look, uh, you know, lots of amazing things happening uh, here in San Francisco, and I feel fortunate. But my heart's back home, so I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, but I can't commit to that beer. I don't know who your mate is. 
<laughs> I'll tell you who he is. He's the one. And, more he's the one and only Dagabeel. We've given him a couple of horse names at the moment. We've given him one name is Dagabeel, after Zabeel, the great man. And uh, I'll tell you what, if we can sit down and have a beer with him, Tim, you'll you if you love New Zealand, you'll love Izzy Dag. He's the best at it. Hey, uh, just well, be- just before we let you go, um, yeah. just tell us who do you think will win the World Cup? Brazil get it? Well, that no, that that that's easy. That's um. England wins the World Cup. No, actually, England loses the final of the World Cup. I kind of want them to win, but um, you know, look, I'm a bit of a sucker for history. Uh, you know, for history, and and uh, and uh, Messi wins the World Cup here. Greatest player maybe of all time. First time since Maradona beats England in the final. I know that's heartbreaking, but that's what happens. Sorry to ruin it for you. Oh, nice. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. And you're so busy these days, Tim. I really appreciate it. And uh, you go well, mate. You keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, we'd love to see you next time you come home and sit down and have a nice coldie with you. Yeah, bloody good. I really appreciate it. And that's the truth about the farmers. Uh, another time when we have more time, that's real. That is real. And and it is hugely interesting. And I don't think enough Kiwis know about it. And uh um, I'm, I'm really pumped about that. So we'll talk about that more next time. Yeah.